Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. It is day 10 of the daily COVID update show from the Hindu where we track all the latest developments with regard to the coronavirus in India. We're reporting again today some dire news on all fronts. There are uh, there's a huge number of there's a huge spike in the number of reported cases from India today. We'll discuss that up top and also the situation with migrant labor from across the country who find themselves stranded because of the lockdown the 21 day lockdown that's currently ongoing that situation continues and it's it's only becoming worse it seems and so uh, joining me up top again today is jacob koshi deputy science editor right let's just discuss where we are with the number of cases again now so jent uh, today we have 933 cases according to reports from various states but officially if you look at the health ministry website it says 918 there have been 20 deaths and uh, nearly 27688 tests have been uh, done so far so what is significant about today is the daily increase there have been nearly 125 uh, cases reported today and if you remember usually in the last 3 or 4 days we've roughly averaged about 50 to 75 50 to 75 cases and that's why india's rise in the number of cases has been has you know has defied that massive u shaped uh, you know hockey stick kind of curve upward and it is you, you can see the cases it's going on a straight line but today it again has accelerated and uh, it's probably a sign of concern but there are multiple ways of looking at this one is that testing has increased the number of testing kits available has uh, uh, increased in, and access to it has increased in almost all several uh, states in india secondly how testing works is we don't have as many machines to analyze the, uh, as many as the, as kits that we have to analyze test so the optimal usage of these machines requires that you know a certain fixed number of samples be available to testing labs to test them and as days go by the number of uh, samples increase and you know it uh, kind it it kind of accelerates the process of testing itself so okay uh, and just and just one more thing was there um, i i heard there was also an announcement about a change in strategy by the government and the health ministry and how they will conduct um, testing and even you know contact yes. tracing now because uh, i believe, yeah. again officially there is the line that there is no community transmission yet so that presumably means that all the cases that we are seeing so far is still due to imported uh, cases and their contacts but today the health ministry did say that we are going to be looking at places which have got high outbreaks you know bilwara and uh, some places in maharashtra uh, and uh, they're saying that you know we are going to focus community surveillance that is they are going to look at uh, uh, these these districts trace the cases of trace the contacts trace their contacts contacts and conduct more uh, organized uh, look uh, searches for cases of pulmonary disease and you know how and basically take more samples so these are all signs that you know there could be evidence of community transmission but we don't know when that declaration is actually going to come 
uh, does it does it actually matter now? Because uh, as you said, we are reaching the uh, epidemic standard that the ICMR themselves uh, itself set out. So it, it does, does, it it does seem to be an outbreak that's quite widespread now. It is. I mean, it does matter in the sense that, you know, you have to aggressively pursue each case. And if you're seeing certain hotspots, you have to start preparing healthcare facilities accordingly. You have to start sprucing up your hospital bed, ventilator, ICU facility. You have to see, I mean, if it's a, if it's a, a, a relatively remote district, then how are you going to ferry patients or how are patients going to come to hospital in, in spite, I mean, this is, and uh, given that such an intense lockdown is going on. So you'll have to start preparing accordingly, shift uh, supplies on resources from, let's say, one state or district, which is, act, you know, which is relatively less affected, move resources there to another. So it's these logistics that uh, are required, you know, in terms of uh, and which monitoring cases. So yes, that we, there is never any let up. You can, you can never ever think that okay, now we have thousands of 3000 and you know now it doesn't matter let's just no that stage can never happen because uh, you have to keep track and you have to keep count till the very last person okay um the other thing is jacob that it does feel like a very um, ominous time if you like because there are reports now about some pretty astonishing numbers coming in from other countries uh, the us yeah. has crossed uh, 100000 infections uh, yeah. Spain and Italy are recording, you know, death tolls reached rising up to, you know, over 900. I think Italy recorded a thousand deaths um, yeah. yesterday. So it does seem that we're heading toward, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that we are heading toward, but it, just that this seems to be this time when cases are spiking yeah. all over the world. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, what's happening in Europe at the moment? Uh, have you been reading about it? The usual, I mean, what is, if you just look at a global picture, I mean, we are now, we are now at 620,000 cases and uh, it's taken two days for the world to go from 500,000 to 600,000. Right. And uh, it took four days to go from 300,000 to 400,000. So yes, if you look at it globally, there is that accelerated rise. So there really is, you know, there is this more gloom and more uh, uh, tragedy that is re actually being reported out of uh, out of Europe. I mean, no place really seems to be uh, bringing in good news. There, China is the only place that seems to have plateaued in the number of infections. But there are again questions about you know are they really reporting the amount of uh, data that they should be reporting? Okay, and let's move on now to quickly uh, briefly discuss the the human cost of the of the 21 day lockdown. That yeah. seems to, uh, we're in the fourth day now, and yeah. these pictures, these videos from across the country of migrant labor, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on this long walk home, walking two days in some cases, stranded uh, without food. Uh, what is what, what can really be done now from the government side? Has, has anything been announced about that today? Well, they're just, uh, I mean, the what the government really is telling them to, stay put wherever they are please continue to be where you are that is every state and union territory has been instructed to keep people where they are i mean that's because that is the whole purpose of this lockdown and now uh, when uh, their home villages 
don't want to take them either i think over the over the next few days you will actually see cases of people stuck somewhere between you know they not having the resources to continue staying in the city there have been cases of landlords you know asking them to uh, uh, you know evict their places because these people don't have many of them are in the casual labor sector and many of them don't have money to pay rents but the the uttar pradesh uh, government for instance today uh, in some districts has passed an order telling landlords not to collect rent for a couple of uh, you know for now for, for this month to again to ensure that people continue staying where staying put buses are being ready to take care of the people who were being uh, you know these pictures of them walking on the roads so it's we do not know if the government really planned on uh, you know on this huge upsurge if they didn't plan this if they didn't foresee this then i'm just worried about whether they have really thought through their testing strategy because that is what is coming out now as we've been talking uh, it's really playing by the ear i mean yes it is it is difficult on most governments every place is overwhelmed this is a novel situation even for india india really has never dealt with a pandemic of this scale ever unlike many east asian countries and uh, sohasni haider is joining us uh, just as we are finishing and she has some thoughts to um, on on the situation with migrant labor across the country so i think we'll end this podcast uh, with with her thoughts uh, jacob thanks for joining me sohasni hi welcome to the podcast and let's get your thoughts well clearly jant this has been really one of the most um, horrific sort of visuals of this entire crisis um and it, it's just lakhs and lakhs of people moving along india's highways we've seen them here in delhi walking through the city and then getting on to some of the big highways many of the labor that we're talking about and it's lakhs in number and we've seen them in practically uh, every one of the states that sees migrant labor so in the south as well in the west as well now and of course here in delhi we're looking at people who come from up and bihar madhya pradesh rajasthan so when they're walking back they're really undertaking journeys of what could be 500 1000 kilometers even uh, some of them have children some of them have the aged with them some of these are daily wages who say they can no longer earn um, uh, for uh, to feed themselves uh, simply because of the 21 day lockdown Uh, many are construction site laborers who say that in the long term there's really nowhere for them to go you know above all what we're seeing is the uncertainty about just how long this might last will it last until april 15th or is this likely to go on further um what what perhaps should have been uh, some sort of relief was the fact that by midday the uttar pradesh chief minister had revoked the government's very strict policy of shutting down the borders uh, across the states and cancelling interstate bus services and announced as many as 800 buses would actually ply to take so many of these people uh, who were trying to walk their way home this however has now led to another crisis jant and this is something that is going to become a bigger worry particularly when we're talking about coronavirus the need for social isolation instead what we're seeing is lakhs of people queuing up instead cheek by jowl there's no real social distancing in any of the pictures we see for people queuing up for these buses it's unlikely that the inside the bus that they will be able to maintain much of a distance either um the third crisis that has come out of this is really about the food uh, so many of them uh, practically breaking down when they get their first meal saying they haven't eaten in two days 
um, uh, the, the state governments are trying to make sure that there are food shelters along the way for, uh, for all of this migrant labor that's walking. Um, in Delhi, there have been food shelters set up at all schools as well. Uh, in fact, the Ministry of Home Affairs has also now issued uh, an order that authorizes states to use what is called the State Disaster Response Fund, the SDRF, to provide this temporary accommodation, food, clothing, medical care, uh, shelters as well. Um, the question really, Jayant, that keeps coming up is shouldn't this have been something that had been discussed before the government decided to embark on this 21-day lockdown? Um, because it really seems as if the problem that has emerged from uh, the government's efforts is becoming larger than uh, than the original problem. In a sense, uh, we've seen people coming in with many more solutions now. Um, a former admiral wrote to Prime Minister Modi today suggesting that the military be brought out to take over some of the canteens because they're used to this uh, large orders um, and, and other suggestions coming in. Uh, but remember, we're looking at another 18 days at the very least of this lockdown. Uh, and the question is, are these streams of people really going to uh, be willing to stop or are they going to continue walking down India's highways? Jen?